Hello and welcome to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Baum. I'm here to share techniques and tools to help you engage with your audience and bring art, objects and ideas to life. So let's dive into this week's show. So hello and welcome back to the Art Engager podcast. So I'm back from my two-week holiday in France. I'm all refreshed and I'm ready for this new episode. I really hope you've missed us. I definitely missed recording an episode each week, so I'm really pleased to be back. So we're now up to episode 15 And today I'm going to be talking about one of my favourite subjects, again, the art of asking questions. And today I'm going to share with you some um, interesting ways that you can use art to improve your questioning skills. Now, before we start, I recommend that you listen to episode four, which is all about the five golden rules for asking brilliant questions, and episode 10 on 10 questions to avoid. So, As you know, this is a subject I will keep coming back to as I think it's an essential part of creating engaging discussions around art and objects and also for connecting with people. I think it's also an essential life skill. I think we could all do with spending some time working on our questions. Now, don't forget, if you'd like to support the show, You can now encourage my creative side in these podcast episodes by buying me a cup of tea on buymeacoffee.com forward slash Claire Bound. And I'll also put a link in the show notes. The show notes are available on my website, thinkingmuseum.com forward slash podcast. And this is episode 15. So now let's get started with today's show. So if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll know that I think that the ability to ask good questions is one of the most useful skills you can have. You can instantly engage people, you can provoke curiosity, you can find out what people already know, and you can solve problems. But how good are you at asking questions, really? And when was the last time you spent time working on improving your questioning skills. Now, if you Google how to improve my questioning skills, the first results you will see are lists or tips. Dreary, boring lists of things that you can do to improve your questioning skills. And believe me, I think that lists are all well and good, and you may actually remember some of the suggestions, but these lists don't actually get you to sit down and work on your questioning skills. These sort of what to do, what not to do lists are not going to be of any practical help to you in creating, generating and sorting better questions. So here's where artworks come in. And I believe artworks and objects provide a really engaging and focused way to work on your questioning skills. They foster curiosity, they help us observe, they provide a stimulus, and they spark creativity. And I believe that we can use artworks as visual information to improve our questioning skills. And so in today's episode, I'm going to share with you some ways you can use art as a tool to become a better 
questioner. Now, I've been using artworks for years to help me brainstorm, reword and improve my questions. And I'm not an expert questioner by any means. I do think that this is a skill that you have to consistently work at to improve. But by using artworks, I really enjoy the process as well. So there are lots of ways that you can use artworks to improve your questioning skills. And here are just some of them. So first of all, you want to choose an artwork. And for all of the following exercises, you want to choose an artwork that provokes curiosity in you. First of all, you really want to choose an artwork for all of these activities that provokes curiosity in you. So look at websites like wikiart.org and scroll through their artworks of the day until you come across something that interests or intrigues you. So you want to choose an artwork that's complex enough to create questions, to foster inquiry, but you don't want something so complicated that it bewilders you. So choose something that appeals to you, sparks some kind of interest, or has a connection or meaning for you. Now, remember, as always, you don't need to know anything about the artwork or the artist. You don't even have to like it. It might be something that puzzles you or you have questions about or something that perhaps you want to understand better. And this is a really good time to do it. So choose something that's detailed and deserves close looking. And all of these things are great things to take into consideration when choosing an artwork to help improve your questioning technique. So once you've chosen the artwork, here are a number of activities that you can do with the artwork to work on your questions. First of all, we're going to talk about a number of different ways of generating or creating a list of questions. Um, and there are a variety of activities you can do. And the first one is called question storming. So question storming is a great way to capture a large number of questions at a time. It's like brainstorming, but with questions. And it allows you to express ideas in a less filtered and less restrictive way. By generating lots of questions at once, you actually feel more comfortable and more adept and more skilled at forming questions. Also, everyone can participate in this activity as everyone can ask questions. And it encourages you to think in questions, which really improves your question generation capabilities. So the idea is to focus on the questions and to write them down exactly as you are thinking them or saying them. Don't try to answer your questions either or even to reword them. Just write them down as you're thinking them. Um, the volume of questions is the priority here. There are a lot of different ways that you can do question storming. You can use thinking routines like See Think Wonder or See Wonder Connect and Think Puzzle Explore. Or you can try 10 in 10, which is thinking up 10 questions in 10 minutes. Now, if you want an alternative to brainstorming or question storming, a list, try using a list of question stems 
to create your own open-ended questions about the artwork. So there's a great thinking routine for this called Creative Questions, and it has a list of question starts in it that provide inspiration and help you get started with the process of phrasing interesting questions. And I think that by using these question starts or question stems repeatedly, this language becomes automatic and phrasing really good, substantial, open-ended questions of your own becomes much easier. So the second suggestion is to use a thinking routine like creative questions to provide some inspiration for question stems. You can also use slow looking to generate a list of questions and we've talked about this in previous episodes. So spend some time observing your artwork and let the questions just gently emerge. Tell yourself when you notice interesting features in the artwork and take notes if you want to, if you spot something interesting. And then after a while, the questions will start to come. So then you want to write down all the questions you have and let the questions flow for as long as possible. And if the flow stops, look away and then look back again or close your eyes and reopen. You can also move to a different position if you're looking at an artwork in person or you can zoom in if you're looking at something online and really look closely at a detail and then you'll find that more questions will emerge. So that's using slow looking to generate a list of questions. You could also use an artwork to generate questions in categories. So first start by observing your artwork for a good amount of time, so anything from two to ten minutes and challenge yourself then to create a list of questions based on one specific category. So you can choose things like mood, personality, symbolism, meaning, cultural and historical connections, similarities and contrasts, and only create questions that relate to that specific category. And it's a great activity to do. It really add to your repertoire of questions that you create. And you can change up the categories, do different ones each time. Um, and it will help you to feel confident about creating questions in all different kinds of categories. So you can also pair your artwork with a provocation. So we know from experience that artworks spark curiosity and then curiosity drives questions. So pairing an artwork with a prov provocation will really supercharge your question generation. So you can add a provocative statement or you could use the title of the artwork to provide inspiration. And this will help you to brainstorm more questions and even better, more powerful questions. So a provocation is a statement that stirs thought, wonder, engagement, curiosity, and obviously questions. And your statement should have an element of mystery or surprise to provoke your curiosity. 
Now, it's important that your provocation is not a question because it's really hard to think of questions about another question. So it should be something similar to modern art is rubbish or what is art. Those are provocative statements that you could do, use to drive question creation. So after you've used your artwork to come up with a list of questions through any of the activities that I've just mentioned, you can then work on your questions. You can evaluate them, you can reflect on them. And again, there are a number of different ways to do this. First, I would suggest that you take a look at your list of questions. How many questions did you generate? Does it surprise you? Was it more? or less than you expected? Was the exercise harder or easier than you expected? And I think just thinking about these questions will really lead to valuable insights and will really help you to understand how you feel about your questioning skills. So the first exercise that you can do with your question list is to look at open-ended and closed questions. So we talked about this in detail in episode four. And we talked about the differences between these two types and, and when and how to use them. In summary here, closed-ended questions can be answered with a yes or no, or with a one word or brief answer. And open-ended questions open up a discussion and require more explanation. So you can go through your list of questions and you can identify which ones are close-ended and which ones are open-ended. And you can mark them with a C or an O. Then think about how many you had of each question and does that surprise you? Then take one open-ended question and turn it into a closed question. Then take a closed question and turn it into an open one. So the reason for doing this is that just by opening and closing a question, it can completely change it. It can transform the effect the question has or the information it elicits. So have a go and see what happens. It will also help you to improve your ability to generate these different types of questions too. Now, there are other ways that you can work on your question list too. Here are some other suggestions. You can look at your list of questions and you can perhaps sharpen up or soften some of your questions. Think about how your question might come across to someone and it really helps if you read it out loud. You can also check your questions are neutral. You can look for bias. You can look for any leading questions that you may have written down and you can change them into more neutral options. Or maybe your questions are too complicated. Maybe they're too sophisticated. Can you break them down? into something simpler or perhaps less academic. And maybe take a look at your questions and see if any of them can be combined. You can sometimes combine two questions and it will result in one improved and better question. So you can also sort and evaluate your list of questions by simply placing a star 
next to the ones that you find the most interesting or the most likely to create engagement or deeper insights. And then you can take time to discuss one or all of these questions, either on your own, if you're doing this exercise individually, or with a few colleagues. And by the way, working on your questioning skills with others also helps to generate a list with a variety of perspectives, different ones than those of your own. And then it's really important afterwards to reflect on the process, reflect on this activity that you've done, creating questions and then sorting and evaluate them. So look back at your questions afterwards and reflect did you notice any patterns or tendencies as you went through the process? Did the questions build up upon one another? Did it get easier or harder to generate questions as you went along? And importantly, how do you feel now about generating questions? And finally, I'd recommend starting a question journal. So keep a question journal where you write down questions that you have found interesting or ones that have worked well for you in art discussions or ones that you might want to save for future use. And I think that once you've got a large set of questions, you can start to categorise them. So I use a variety of categories. I have introductory questions, interpretation questions, wondering, concluding, reflecting and more. Now, if you're interested in improving your question skills and you'd like to be taken step by step through the process, you can also take my 90 minute recorded masterclass. And this includes a range of tools and guided exercises to help you to consistently create, sort and evaluate your own brilliant questions. And you'll learn about the different types of questions and when to use them. You'll learn simple and powerful ways to create, generate, sort and evaluate questions. You'll learn to analyse and reflect on your own questions and you'll learn new techniques and activities that you can use regularly to perfect your questioning technique. And when you purchase this class, you'll receive a link to the recording and all the resources, including um, a packed workbook, slides and PDFs. These all go with the class. So I'll include a link to the How to Ask Brilliant Questions class in the show notes for you too. So I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and you might use some of these different ways to generate questions, to sort your questions and to evaluate your questions. I think artworks are a really great tool, a really engaging way to work on your questioning technique. So if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe or follow The Art Engager and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It all helps to get the word out there and for more people to find the show. You can find me on Instagram most days at Thinking Museum. So do head over there and tell me what you think. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bowne. You can find more art engagement resources by visiting my website, thinkingmuseum.com. And you can also find me on Instagram, at Thinking Museum, where I regularly share tips and tools on how to bring art to life and engage your audience. 
If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with others and subscribe to the show on your podcast player of choice. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.